This is the Score Podcast. Welcome again to the Score Podcast, where we always speak to the most innovative groundbreakers in the financial services industry. Up next, tackling the unbanked and underbanked, a conversation that's been going on for over a decade, it seems. But has one fintech company broken through? I'm Jeff Richardson, host of the Score Podcast. It costs a lot to be underbanked. According to the FDIC, some 63 million American consumers are either unbanked or underbanked. And then according to the Financial Health Network, these consumers end up spending approximately $189 billion in fees and interest on financial products. Enter Mocafi. Mocafi is a fintech committed to closing the wealth gap for Black, Latinx, and all communities disconnected from the mainstream economy by offering digitally delivered, low-cost financial products to consumers that mainstream banks have consistently ignored for decades. I'm joined by Mocafi's founder and CEO, Wale Koksum. Wale, thanks for spending time with us today. Oh, Jeff, it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. Thanks for having me. So Mocafi is an innovator in an area that's important to Vantage Score, and I'm referring to how you've enabled your users to build credit in a very unique way, specifically by helping them report their rental payments. That trend has really exploded, but you guys were among the first. But can you speak to how that product came about and kind of what the functionality is like? Yeah. So in our banking app, you can go through the process, sign up, and we will take your monthly rent payments that you make on our platform and report those to the bureaus. And that for us was something that we saw as being immensely valuable early on, because I think there's a assumption that says people who are lower income brackets or different demographics just aren't as credit worthy. And that's what the statistics would suggest. According to the Urban Institute, only 21% of African-Americans have a credit score of 700 or better. We just know that that's not indicative of the credit worthiness of our community. And we were inspired, actually, Experian did some work with New York City Public Housing several years ago, and they put a report together where they took a couple thousand families and they reported their rent to the credit bureaus. And what they found was most of the folks who participated in that saw an increase in their credit score. And those who were thin to no credit file, 25% of them became 700 credit score or better. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, we got to bring this to fruition nationally. So we leaned into that and find that that continues to be one of the marquee selling points for the company. And we're committed to improving that, bringing more people into the financial mainstream at that point. And we'll look over time to expand it to utilities and other things. Yeah, it's a huge opportunity. And I think we're still scratching the surface there, but it's exciting to see Mocafi and and some others scale rental reporting up. Mocafi is now offering a suite of products beyond its flagship bank account. But how do you decide which products you want to roll out and what characteristics do you feel they must have in order to be part of the Mocafi product suite? We are committed to high quality, low cost products for our consumers that help move people forward. And we thought that the banking product was the flagship to your point, but we realized that the banking ecosystem lent itself to, well, let's make sure that people can get disbursements and the pandemic highlighted the need for getting dollars to people efficiently. So we expanded the services that way. 
And then on the other side of the bank, we realized that we wanted to ensure that people had a pathway to address the wealth gap issues. And we've just launched today, actually, I'm most excited to discuss our blueprint, which is a separate app that allows an individual to bring all of his or her financial information into one place and create a digital locker that can then be made available to financial coaches and potential underwriters. We now believe we've got a full array of products and services that can take someone from instability to stability to thriving all in a way with a product that is low cost, high quality, and is very just exciting from my vantage point. That is really exciting. And it is also a first for the SCORE podcast to be breaking news. So thank you for breaking the news on the SCORE. So I don't know if you remember this, but you and I spent a Saturday morning together in a school gym in Queens discussing financial inclusion and hearing directly from consumers struggling with their finances. That was probably five years ago. Since then, MochaFi has been on a rocket-like trajectory, literally personifying what it means to do well by doing good. So how have you managed that growth and what are some of the takeaways for your more mainstream banking competitors that are often quoted saying they're out there supporting financial inclusion, but sometimes aren't really doing it in practice? I do remember our session together on that Saturday and we had a full house talking about these issues. And to your point, these are not new issues. To the extent that today our story in Mochafi is one that's around partners like Vantage Score and others, where you understand how the data and a full data file can impact an individual. What we've been spending our time working on is how do you actually get to the individual at scale, at a low cost? And I think that is where Mochafi has differentiated itself in the marketplace where we have started with the direct-to-consumer business, which we continue to grow and see great impact with, and also have decided that financial services as infrastructure, working with municipalities, starting with cities, puts us in a position to help those individuals in a particular community get the banking services that they need. So what advice do we give to the banking partners? The reality is we find ourselves in a place in this country where a disproportionate percentage of people are unbanked or underbanked and communities of color, that number is in excess of 40%. It really represents to me that there's a market failure where the traditional branch-based banking model doesn't support communities that tend to be more transactors than they are savers. And the traditional banking model supports savers. And so it means that you just need new models. So we actually think the conversation with the larger banks is, hey, let's figure out how to partner and fulfill each other's objectives. Because the good news is, whether you're a large bank all the way down to a fintech startup like Mochafi, you really care about the entire community and want to see that thrive. And I think there's a recognition that partnerships like ours is a new model to bank everybody. Yeah, that's interesting. And speaking of large institutions, it really wasn't that long ago that you were sitting behind a very important desk at a certain large Wall Street institution. This is my observation with a path right into the C-suite. So what was the story behind your decision to pivot and create Mochafi? We all have moments in our careers where we think about what we're doing, what we've accomplished, and what we'd like to accomplish. 
I had my George Floyd moment after the death of Michael Brown and was struck by the concern and crying out for help in the community in Ferguson, where you saw a real demand for social justice. And as I watched those images, I thought, you know what, what you need is an economic justice agenda to complement the social justice agenda that the folks in Ferguson were demanding. And I must admit, it's wonderful to see how former friends and colleagues from my previous life have come and become so important to the story and the success of Mocafi as we try to address the unbanked and underbanked in this country. I'm sure you hear this a lot. You are an inspiring leader, and thank you for all you're doing, and thank you for your time today. Thanks for your kind words, and I look forward to spending time with you again in the future. Solving the unbanked and underbanked problem isn't easy. Some consumers don't want to use banking products because they don't want to pay extra fees, or there's a lag time between when they deposit their paychecks and when the money is actually available. Check cashing centers seem like a more convenient option. Well, as Mocafi says, it's a new day, and solutions are out there. We as industry leaders need to promote them. Thanks for listening to The Score, and I look forward to our next discussion. The views and opinions expressed in this episode do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of VantageCore Solutions. Visit VantageCore.com to learn more.